Do you have a question that has been circling around and around and around inside your head? Today, I will offer you a wellness tool so that you can morph into an air traffic controller and signal to that pesky question to come in for landing. On the ground are all the answers you'll ever need. Today's message of peace and hope starts right now. From the heart of Hawaii, Maui no Ka'oi, I'm Lucky, and this is Quiet Your Mind Chatter. Today's wellness tool. Are you ready for it? I don't hold back. I give you the goods right away. Today, today's wellness tool is to give voice to your thoughts. Thoughts about what specifically? About possible answers to a question on which you're asking for clarification. If you're stuck in your headspace trying to figure something out, it could be anything that's bothering you. This wellness tool brings answers. And answers can bring peace. Ah, yes, I love when that happens. And in the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about self-inquiry, which can bring clarity on situations which you're working through. I don't say problems. You don't have a bunch of problems that you need to resolve. If you see your life full of problems, then yes, self-inquiry can help you find a solution to your problems. But then you're seeing your life as a lineup of problems. Oh, geez, which problem am I going to tackle today? Your your so-called problems are here to teach you to more fully love yourself and to allow healing. Whatever you're struggling with, If you don't know which way to turn, a self-inquiry can give you direction. It may not provide a detailed map of how things are going to click into place for the next 10 years. That'd be pretty nice, right? But you will receive insight into what to do next. Be aware that sometimes the next step is to wait aka do nothing. That used to be my least favorite answer from the great beyond. Universe, I asked, what should I do? And then the universe tells me, do nothing. Ah, I used to hate this so much. I don't like waiting. Give me the answer right now. I'll do whatever you say. Just tell me what to do. And a lot of times over the years, The answer was to do nothing right now. Keep status quo. The next indicated action will come. And right now, the next indicated action is to accept how things are right now and to wait until it's time to change. What I realized through all this waiting was that I am safe. I no longer need to actively protect myself from harm. Once that sunk in, waiting for a direction, it's become an okay space for me. In the last few episodes, 
we've been using self-inquiry as it specifically applies to figuring out if an activity belongs on your pleasures list. If all you do is work, fulfill obligations, be productive, never do anything purely for fun, then your spirit and your body are going to be out of whack, which creates a perfect breeding ground for mind chatter to plant seeds of insanity. Insanity? Yikes! (laughs) That's been my address off and on over the years. Not the happiest house on the block. All work and no play can make us humans a little bit insane. For some of us, me included, telling us to clock out, we are pow, Hana, now go and do something fun. That's not the easiest thing in the world. What do you do about it? You scribble down a list of pleasurable possibilities. Maybe pleasure to you might be starting a garden, taking a photography class, taking a hot bath. Maybe pleasure sounds like building a birdhouse or writing a poem, or reading a book. You get your pleasures list done, but you're not sure if all of the things on your list are good ideas. Maybe yes, maybe no. You run each questionable activity through the self-inquiry test to see if it belongs on your pleasures list. That is, is it healthy? and blissfully non-productive. If smoking is on your pleasures list, scratch it off. That's totally unhealthy. That's an easy one. But what if something brings you pleasure, but you're not sure if it's still kind of in the work category? Let's say you want to take a photography class. You write that down as a possible pleasurable activity But then through the self-inquiry process, you realize that taking a photography class is actually supporting your online business. If that's the case, then erase it from your list. That belongs in the work category. Maybe snapping photos brings you pleasure, but if your motivation to improve your photography skills is to improve your Instagram presence for work, then that's okay. Take the photography class, but know you're doing it for work. Then look for something else to do simply for fun. During the last episode, I gave the deets on how to conduct a self-inquiry. Deets. Do you like that word, deets? I'm still a little bit undecided. When words morph into other words, At first, I'm annoyed. I pretty much always want things to stay the same, which is me clinging to security, which doesn't actually exist in the outside world. Maybe I should just stay old school and say details, yeah? During my last episode, I gave the details on how to conduct a self-inquiry. Do you like that better? Details, deets, I'm still not sure. Okay, moving on. The point is that a self-inquiry involves four steps, and here they are. Step number one, 
Ask the question on which you desire clarification. Step number two, ask your higher power to send you direction. Step number three, record your thoughts. Speak them or write them or both. Step number four, thank your higher power and your higher self for wisdom and self-love. Right now, let's take a close look at step three. Step three is when you record your thoughts. Last episode, I offered ideas on different forms this step can take. Journaling through writing, with paper and pencil, or with an electronic device. Or you can narrate your thoughts by creating a video journal or an audio journal. These are all effective options in the process of receiving clarification. And there's one that I left off the list. Just to back up a second to make sure you know what I'm talking about. You're trying to figure out a question. We'll just give the example of the photography class. You wrote that on your pleasures list. You don't really know if that belongs there or not, if it's work-related or purely for fun. So you ask the question, higher power and or higher self, is photography class something fun for me? Or is it more work and I should do it for work but not have it on my pleasures list? And then you record the thoughts that come to you. You either journal about it with paper and pencil or you do some kind of verbal journal. So those are the options that we talked about last episode. Today, we're going to focus on another option for the step three part of your self-inquiry process. You can enlist the help of another human being. I hope this is making sense. The photography class example is just really simple and I can wrap my mind around it. This self-inquiry process is great for deeper issues. That's mainly what I'm talking about today is offering you a tool that you can use to receive clarification on any issues. What you should have for lunch all the way through should you get married, should you exit a relationship, should you have surgery, anything. You can use this for any process. When you're working on your own, let's say you posed a question, should I move in with this person? That's a biggie. If you go through the process of recording your thoughts, right, you're asking the universe, you're asking God, you're asking your higher self, whatever you want to label it, however you want to think about that, you're asking for answers. This is my question. I can't figure out the question in my head. So I'm going to get out of my head ask and then answer it with writing or verbalizing it. When you're just doing this process on your own, it's a relatively neat and tidy process. I don't know about you, but I like neat and tidy. We can put it in a pretty little box and only unwrap it when we're in the mood to deal with it. This can bring up strong emotions, But you're by yourself and you're only dealing with your emotions, your biases, and your triggers. If you choose to involve another person in this recording of your thoughts, processing of your thoughts, things can get messy. You're working through a situation. 
you ask someone to essentially bear witness to your truth-telling process, this can be great if this is what actually happens. It can also be not great if your witness gets triggered and starts going on about her unresolved issues. In a moment, I'm going to offer tips on keeping the process laser-focused so that you can actually conduct a self-inquiry, aka you can get your needs met. Right now, I'm going to take a moment to tell you that if you're planning on sitting with a listening partner to share your thoughts about solutions to your so-called problem, you'll want to do some writing first. On your own, pose the question on which you are asking clarification. Jot down the thoughts that flow in. Over the course of a few days, keep adding to that bulleted list of possible solutions to your air quote problem. In working with my coaching clients and in conducting my own self-inquiries, I've found that it's great to start this process with a dedicated block of time to pose the question and listen for answers. I meditate for 20 minutes pretty much every morning. So this is a kind of a built-in space for me in the mornings. Most of the time I just do my regular meditation routine, but if I am seeking clarification on something, I already have this dedicated 20 minutes. I can just use it for that period of time. If you don't, you can you can do this whenever you want. First thing in the morning I think is great because we are starting fresh. We haven't collected a bunch of stuff from the world as we've moved through the day and we don't put it off because it's like, yeah, I'll get to it later. And then you don't. If you do it first thing in the morning, you do it. And then you start a list right then and there of ideas that come to you and over the course of the rest of that day and the following days, you keep that list handy so you can keep adding to it. If you're asking the universe and your higher self, should I move in with this person? Love this romantic partner, getting along great, thinking about moving in, really not sure if that's a good idea or not. You've been playing this question in your head over and over again. Now it's a chance for you to get that out of your head into the universe where answers can come to you. You'll write down your initial thoughts. Later, you'll have a different thought. Later, the next day, you'll have a different thought. Just keep writing them all down. Try, if you can, try not to judge. Just simply record them, right? It's like you're a stenographer in court. The stenographer is not going to interrupt the court proceedings and say, no, that's wrong. You can't say that. As, a, as the recorder, you're just typing in the ideas. You're, it's just data collection at this point. An easy way to do this is to text yourself. When an idea flows in, you text yourself. Another idea flows in a little bit later, text yourself again. Just keep adding to that thread. Then you're going to bring this list with you when you sit with your listening partner. And then you can expound a bit on each of those ideas. If you show up without anything written down, you might just go off on a bunch of tangents, which mm, might not be very effective. Okay, so you've got your list. You're ready to share it with someone. Who are you going to choose as that someone? Thank you for listening. 
I am going to take a quick break here to tell you about my coaching services. One of my favorite qualities about myself is my excellent listening skills. If you're seeking clarification on a situation in your life, as your personal coach, I will listen to you deeply and channel God's wisdom. I would be honored to support you through your safe passage through the process of seeking truth. To inquire about hiring me as your coach, message me through wellnesswithlucky.com. Thanks. Okay, so you've got your list. You are ready to share it with someone. Who is going to be that someone? It's important to choose the right person. Your priority is to choose a trustworthy human to talk to. By trustworthy, I mean emotionally intelligent. Of course, you want to avoid the town gossip. You do not want your intimate deets to become fodder for the gossip mill. You want to choose a listening partner who's done some self-work. She can understand the process through which you're navigating, and she can keep her yap shut and not start yammering about her own problems. In my last episode, when I gave you ideas about how to record your thoughts after you've posed the question on which you want clarification, I left out the option of speaking to another person because in my experience, it's difficult to find someone who is evolved enough to handle the role of listening partner. This part of your clarification process is similar to being in Alcoholics Anonymous and reading your inventory to your sponsor. In AA and in other 12-step fellowships, such as Codependence Anonymous and Adult Children of Alcoholics and Dysfunction, you work step four of the 12 steps by making a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. And then in step five, you, your higher power, and your sponsor bear witness to this inventory as you read it out loud. Working within the parameters of a 12-step program, sponsors learn how to do this. Basically, they know how to just listen. If you know someone who is in recovery, she might be a good choice for you because she's got the skills and the experience to receive your thoughts without throwing in her two cents. Here are the guidelines for enlisting a human's help with your self-inquiry. I really like using the word human because that reminds me and I hope it reminds you that we're all human. We are perfectly imperfect. We're going to make the best choice we can at every turn in our lives and definitely with this self-inquiry process. And it's still going to be imperfect. So let's move ahead in our humanly imperfect manner. Okay, guidelines for enlisting a human's help with your self-inquiry. Number one, I have three. Number one, when asking someone's help with your self-inquiry, say that you need her to listen 
while you talk about some things that you have been processing. Can we unpack that for a second? This seems maybe like it's too explicit that you're insulting your friend's intelligence by spelling this out so clearly. If someone is going to take offense because you are communicating clearly, they're not the person to help you with this process. Maybe they're a great person to play golf with or take a walk with on Saturday morning in the park. Maybe they're not the best person for this because it really is important for you to communicate that this is a specific process that you're asking her or him to help you with. It's not, oh, let's just sit down and chat or talk on the phone or do a video chat and talk about what's going on. It's really specific. So lay it out. Say, I need you to listen while I talk about some things that I have been processing. Okay. Number two, make an appointment with her for self-inquiry. If you feel the need, you can offer to make a separate appointment for a later date to switch roles so that next time she would share and you would listen. But during your self-inquiry, you talk and she listens. The reason I suggest that it's important to make an appointment is because then it makes it official. It makes the boundaries clear. We are going to meet in person or over the phone or through a video chat next Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. I'm going to talk and you are going to listen. That's the appointment. As opposed to calling up your friend and saying, hey, I need help processing things. Do you have a minute? I don't think that will be as effective. Maybe it will be for you. If that's your style, go for it. In my experience, this process is more effective when you formalize it. Okay, the last one. When you sit down to begin reiterate that her main job is to listen. Say out loud that you appreciate supportive questions, but not advice. Offer examples of helpful questions such as, I hear you saying, fill in the blank, did I get that right? That would be a helpful question. If I'm sharing something that I'm processing and she stops me for a second and she says, hey, Lucky, I hear you saying blah, blah, blah. Did I get that right? I hear you saying that you're excited to share the cost of housing with your romantic partner, but you're afraid that that is overshadowing the red flags that are coming up. I'm hearing that from you, Lucky. Did I get that right? Another question that might be helpful is for her to say, do you feel comfortable sharing more about blank? She could say, Lucky, hold on a second. Do you feel more comfortable about sharing the red flags? What are the red flags that are coming up for you when you think about moving in with your partner? You can write these questions on a three by five index card and give the card to your listening partner, kind of like a cue card. If this process sounds scary, it may be scaring you because you're afraid of asking for what you want. You're afraid that the other person might not want to sit and listen exclusively without jumping in and sharing her stuff. 
This is what you want, but what if it's not what she wants? Then she's not the right person for the project. Send her love, take her to lunch, and find someone else to fulfill this particular need. You might need to ask a few people before you find the right person to support you in this. None of these people will die if you ask them and then decide they're not a good fit. You just say, I love you and you're not the right fit. And you won't die either. You might just get better at asking for what you want. You are more likely to get what you want when you ask for it, right? The humans in your life truly are not mind readers. Thank goodness, or they would see all that mind chatter going on in there. Okay, you set down the boundaries before you start. You still might need to reiterate those boundaries during your session together. During your sharing, if she starts commenting on what you should or shouldn't do, take a breath and say, I appreciate you listening and reading what I wrote on your cue card. That would be most helpful to me right now. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. However you go about asking for clarification, if you're journaling in private or bringing in a caring and perfectly imperfect human, I congratulate you on doing the inner work to choose peace. I am victory dancing with you right now. You can't see me because this is audio and not video, but I am high-fiving the sky on your behalf. Woot woot. I am excited for you to start using today's wellness tool to give voice to your thoughts about possible answers to a question on which you're asking for clarification. This process can help you get unstuck to free you to move on. If you are stuck inside your head playing over and over again old negative thoughts that have been harming you for many years, it is time to turn off the IV drip of poison. The poison that's been killing you is not Romeo and Juliet style where you gulp it down and die right then and there. It's a single drop of toxin that begins in your brain and migrates into your bloodstream. And then an hour later, another drop. These microbe toxins, which are a soup of self-beliefs, they infiltrate your tissues and your organs and your bones. It is time to remove that pick line and let your body detox. It is time to open your spirit to sunshine of new healthy thoughts. Which thoughts exactly do you need to adopt into your thinking patterns? I really don't know. You can find out for yourself through your self-inquiry process. I am so excited for you to have this wellness tool to pull out of your toolbox whenever you need it. As I close out today's episode, I want to say thank you for allowing me into your headspace today. I trust that together, you and I have planted a seed that will flower into a beautiful blessing for you and others. If you desire one-on-one support for me, 
consider hiring me as your personal coach. I would love that unless you are a big pain in the butt. I have had clients that are big pains and they've taught me a lot. Maybe you will be my best teacher yet. Coaching details are at wellnesswithlucky.com. Thanks for being you, even if you are a big pain in the butt. Ha, ha, ha.